Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. There you go. That's a little bit better. Merry Christmas. We're almost there. Our last service before Christmas. So we have a special service for you this morning. Our children are going to be taking the stage. And they're going to be performing a play called The Innkeepers, The Innkeeper and His Wife. Now, I need you to, we need your help here today. We need some enthusiasm and some energy when the kids are up singing. So here's what's happened. I need you to pray for Flip. You know, Flip plays the keyboard for us. Well, Flip and his daughter, Katie, were a big part of this production this morning, but Flip is in the hospital. And Katie is not here either, so he's been in there for a couple of days now. So if you would keep him and Deanna and their family in your prayers, please. At the same time, so Amy had to step in and do keyboards, and, and Reese is stepping into Katie's role. So this was, you know, this morning they found this out. So we need your energy. We need your help as they, uh, as they put this together. Today is the fourth day, uh, fourth week of Advent, so we get to light all four candles this morning. What I'm looking for is something like, ooh. There we go. Now we're getting into it. Got to get that Christmas thing going. So if I could have um, the elders come up, please, that are going to help with uh, lighting the Advent candles. One, two, three. So we have four scriptures for you this morning. The first one, Randy is going to start us out with, right? All right, my scriptures on hope. Matthew 12, 18 through 21. Look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout out or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious, and his name will be the hope of all the world. Second candle is love. John 3.16. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Well, the next candle is joy. Luke 2, 8 through 11. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David.
Luke 2, 13 and 14. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Thank you, gentlemen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this Advent season, for this time that we can wait in apprehension for the coming day of Christmas, the, the celebration of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for what each one of these lights, these candles represent to us, the hope that we have a future with you, regardless of what this earth passes on to us, Father, this life passes on to us, we have a hope, a future with you. We thank you for the love that you have given to us, that you would send your only son to die on a cross for us, that we would have forgiveness of sins. Father, we have joy in our hearts knowing that we have that hope, that we have that love. And this morning, we think about peace. Father, whatever happens during this this Christmas season. I was up this morning just thinking and praying, and we know that you are here, that you walked among us, that you will walk among us again. And Father, in the middle of all the turmoil that we find ourselves in this, this year, we pray that your peace would just flow in and invade that turmoil. Put your peace in our hearts so that we can be purveyors of peace. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to celebrate Jesus Christ. We thank you uh, for our children. We pray your blessing upon them. And Father, I pray for Flip and his family. I pray that you would just be with them right now, bring healing to his body, and uh, take away the pain that he is in. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now... We have opportunity, Reese is going to, no, Reese is not, Sophia is going to come and play for us.
Wonder if you've heard the story of little fame and lesser glory. The night the keeper of the inn, the little town of Bethlehem, encountered Joseph and his Mary, about to birth the Savior of the world. His wife couldn't go and see who's knocking. He ran down to the gate, unlocked it. The moment he heard Mary's cry, he couldn't look them in the eye. Denied them and went back to bed. When his wife asked who was there, he said, I don't know. Just a girl, just a couple gypsies begging at the door. Told them we don't have room for any more. And closed the door It was just a girl He tried to sleep but was unable He snuck out to the dirty stable The two had found for covering And later in her suffering The keeper knelt outside the barn And in the light of that great star He prayed What have I done? He's just a babe just minutes old there trembling in the hay I could have found a room for them to stay I'm so ashamed he's just a babe there was no robe there was no crown the shepherd stood on royal turned away God's own son He's just a king Just a million angels crowding in to see Jesus there among humanity He's just a babe Just minutes old there trembling in the hay Staring at his mother in the face She's just a girl, she's just a girl Does she even know that she just changed the world? Does she even know that he will save the world? Does Mary know that he will save the world? She's just a girl Children, children, where did you go? Stop that. Stop playing. You'll break something. And no, we need every pot, jar, bowl, and pitcher we have. We haven't had this many customers since, well, since the census 11 years ago. Every room was filled and people were still banging on the door. I will not have any rest this next week. Work, work, and more work. <sighs> but I'm not complaining. We need the, the business to keep your three you three fed and closed. Have you done your chores, Jacob? Did you feed the animals? Yes. Ruth, did you fill the fill all the jars with water? Yes, he took a few trips over a few trips to the well. 
David, did you clean the stable? Yes. All of it this time? Yes, all of it. I it. Then all of you, off to bed you go. We had to give your room to a family from Jericho, so the three of you will have to sleep in the stable. It smells, does it? I thought you cleaned it, all of it. I did, it's just. That stable was good enough for a king to sleep in, so it'll do for the three of you. Did a king really sleep there, or did you and mother just make that up? Your mother and I are not making it up. A king not only slept there, but he was also born there. Let me tell you about that night. We were so busy, I didn't sleep for a week. Do you see all the work we have to do? Does it look like we have time for stories? Please, please, please. Fine, I better sit down. And we will tell you the story, but then straight to bed, all of you. Lord knows it might be the only rest we get for the next three days. I've been working myself to death.
Eleven years ago, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. The Romans liked to count everything, and everyone went to the town, to the town of their families to register. So a, nam, na, so a man named Joseph came to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to hear in Bethlehem because he belonged to the house and line of David. He came to register with Mary, who was expecting a child. I thought they were just a young couple. I never thought that, I never would have guessed how important that girl was. I told them we had no room, but Mary was about to give birth on our doorstep. What could I do? I would have given her our bed, but we had already given it to another family. Her father said they could stay in the stable. In no time at all, the baby was born. Tiny little guy. I would not have thought a lot about it. We were so busy with all the customers. The laundry, the cooking, the cleaning. Good thing we have a Sabbath, or I would have worn my fingers to the bone during that census. I wouldn't have thought another thing about it except suddenly shepherds and some of their flock appeared looking for this little baby for this little baby. Your father and I were trying to rest, not sleep, just rest. There was knocking on the door in the middle of the night. I yelled, we're full, go away. But they just kept knocking. If we hadn't been afraid it was Romans, we would have not answered the door. But it wasn't the Romans, it, it was shepherds. They told us they had been watching the sheep when an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. In case they didn't get it, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to the God of the high, in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Oh,
When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So you're telling me they went door to door and into and looking for this baby. And he was here in our stable, in our manger. What does Aunt Beth know? She wasn't there. I was. You think a king was born in a stable is unbelievable? What about the Romans, which is harder to believe? A king was born a king born in a stable or a Roman emperor raised by wolves? Aunt Beth wasn't there. Dear, calm down. I was just a little curious myself. So I went out to the stable with them. Your mother went too. She thought the story was questionable and unbelievable. Why announce the Messiah to a bunch of shepherds? Why not the temple? But there was something about it. I believed them I believed them about the angels, about the baby, your father too. The shepherds told everyone in the town. I don't know how many of the citizens of Bethlehem believe, but most of them came to see for themselves. The next day, cluttering up the courtyard, the stable, the entire street. We were never so busy. The inn was full and all those extra people were coming in and going out.
and the poor mother, Mary was her name, could not get any rest. Funny you should ask. Joseph asked himself that same question that night. We talked, he's a wise man. We talked about Moses and how God chose a slave child to be raised in Pharaoh's palace so he would know how to lead. Perhaps God decided to have his own son be raised by regular people, a carpenter and his wife, so this child would know how to serve. A servant, you may ask, the Messiah. A servant, yes. The prophet, I, the prophet Isaiah said he would be, here is my servant whom I, I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him and he will bring justice to the nations. the song. 
After the shepherds went back to their flocks, I talked about this with Joseph. He wondered why God chose him and Mary to raise his son. Joseph did not know why God picked him. He could have picked any man in all of Israel. Why not a rabbi or the high priest himself? Why a carpenter from Nazareth? A jo Joseph was a humble man. He prayed that night for wisdom to raise the baby, which they named Jesus. Raising God's own son would require lots of prayer and hard work. God has chosen a simple man of trade and an ordinary girl. They did as they were told. Speaking of which, all of you need your rest. There'll be more work tomorrow. All of these guests off to bed and no more complain complaining about sleeping in the stable. Good night. How could any of us have seen this? A road to Bethlehem, a stable filled with hay, a young girl, a tiny baby. It's such a strange way to save the world. Thank you.
Thank you all. Didn't they do a wonderful job? And thank you. So Flip was going to be playing the keyboard, so Amy stepped in at the last moment. And you saw the role that Reese had was kind of the main role there with, with Chase, and, and she stepped in at the last minute. So I think, give him an extra hand. I love perspectives. You know, I've never thought of Christmas through the perspective of the innkeeper and his wife. So it gives a, a little bit, something else to think about, how busy they were. You know, what did they think of it all? This, the, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, is born in their stable. And uh, that's just such a neat perspective, explaining it to the children afterwards. We have um, next, okay, coming up next on, on Friday night, Christmas Eve, we're going to have our candlelight service here. We get to light the Christ candle on Christmas Eve. So I want to welcome you all to come and join us at Christmas Eve at 7 o'clock. We're going to have a very traditional service. And then on the 26th, the day after Christmas, Sunday, next Sunday, a week today, we're going to have another traditional service and another different perspective of Christmas for you. We have a special guest next Sunday, so I'm not going to say any more than that, but it's a one-man show, and I'm not preaching. So that's enough right there. Well, thank you all for coming. Um, December 24th, I've given you that, December 26th. Please be faithful with your offering as you leave. And this week, you know, coming up to Christmas, I was praying this morning, there's so much going on, isn't there? I mean, it, it just seems like the news is just filled with stuff. And as I was praying this morning, you know, I was thinking about people that are going through things. I was praying for Flip. I just got a text from Deanna. He's actually doing a little bit better, so... Prayers are instantly working, so please keep them in your prayers. And I'm just praying through all the different things, and I thought, you know, make a memory. It doesn't matter what situation that you might find yourself in this Christmas or, or what's going through your mind. Every day is an opportunity to make a memory, isn't it? So make a memory this Christmas. Make a great memory. Find a way this week of making a memory. So that when we're past Christmas, we're going into the new year, you can think back and say, wow, that was awesome. That was Jesus. That was Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for our children's ministry this morning, for Amy and Libby for putting that all together, and John up there playing piano or, or singing. All of this on short notice. Uh, thank you, Father, for such a wonderful group of people and, and our wonderful children. I pray your blessing upon them. Father, as we go from here this week, help us to remember the reason for the season. We're celebrating the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're looking forward to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, as we go into a week and, and the media just loves to pour on all of their stuff, may your good news be in our hearts. And may we share that good news with everybody that you bring to us, Father. And I pray for each and every person here that they would come through Christmas this year with a wonderful, fond, new memory. Something to hold on to. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. And as you go, please be faithful with your offering. You can give your offering there. You can give your offering online. Thank you all for coming. We will see you Christmas Eve. Thank you. Bye-bye.